<laughs> Whoa! Wow! Yeah, that's 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 like a historical. Exactly. Right? Like, that's got a how twentieth century. It's got a, right. It takes me back through the World War Two. All Kaiser. the great world wars. Yes. Oh. Well, Dennis. <laughs> All the great world wars. That, <laughs> unlike that WW, this is HH. HH. Happy Here we hour, are. baby. Happy. And so. How how I'm are you happy. doing this you week, my friend? I'm happy. Why, why you are you happy? Know why I'm curious. There's a number list. Number one. Okay, number one. Yes. Yes, number one. See that beer? Well, that, there be a Smithix. Let me tell you what I did. I went out and I bought three six-pack of Smithix. I, I thought to myself, why do I go out and buy two and then have to go out again? I'll just buy three. Wait, I know the answer. And boy, it's done instead. 18. Because it's make me drink faster. What? 18-pack? The, the, the answer to the word problem was 18. Beers. No? Uh, the weird yeah. problem that you have to talk so about. So you've been drinking faster because are they like, are they, is there a sell-by date? You're just, you're, you're drinking faster well, because there's, something about because there's just more of them. As many as I have right. creates a devil-may-care attitude right. and I don't have to be worried, for right. example, about running out of beer. That's a big thing. At least for a couple hours with 18 beers. Then you can yeah. send beer DoorDash, beer dash. There's an app, uh, a beer delivery beer app. We can call it Beer Now or Ask Thirsty or something. And These so you open up your phone Which and you tap the now? thing and you, and it's, you find, it asks you, do you want your usual? Which for you would just be like, yeah, you, uh, of course. You could Google this now and confirm in less than two minutes that what you've said is already been invented. I could, but why would I? We're we're living in the moment. Remember back when back when you couldn't instantly confirm nor deny uh, that a thing existed? Man, those were the days. I was thinking so, hold on, so, let me, okay. I have an anecdote about uh pre internet world, but go ahead. Okay. I have one too. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go first. I was reminiscing the other day about how when I traveled abroad alone for the first time in 1999 and I went to Denmark to go live and was basically on my own. I was met at the train station a little bit late by a guy that was supposed to meet me there. And then he took me on the bus to my dorm area in, at the local college where I was staying. And basically just dropped me off and was like, all right, good luck. This is the address. <laughs> this is the address of the place where you're supposed to show up to work on Monday at 10 a.m. or whatever. And that, and then, then I lived there for six months and I had all kinds of social life. And we met up with friends to, in the evenings, in the middle of a huge European city. And thinking back on that now, the fact that I did any of that with no smartphone, no GPS, no immediate text contact with the people I was going to go meet while I was on the bus or the train or whatever to go where I was going. And the fact that that all worked out and there weren't, there, we, I didn't know my friend's phone numbers, but we somehow agreed either in person or maybe over email. So you know what that's called? You know it, what that's called? That's called you know the 20th called? century. What? It's called making plans. 
making plans. Oh, making plans. Say capital M, capital P. Yes. And it's it goes back as as far back as black and white TV. I imagine that there were some plans involved in like building the pyramids too. But yeah, sure. No. That was just ad hoc. No people showed up. No and, what should we do? It's Grab that rock no over way. there and put up here. Those ancient people. <laughs> no way. But the, the, like fact, ants. the fact that world of not having a real-time map in, on my palm of where I am in a city just blows my 2020 mind. Like yeah. that I that yeah. anyone ever lived like yeah. that. And I can yeah. like, well, so, so I'm totally seeing it from like the perspective of my children that like could not uh-huh. possibly imagine that. But anyway. Yeah, and that is an old time. So similar to that is when I would back in the day travel to every major city in the US doing conferences and training and attending things and consulting and doing the shit that I do to grease the old fucking machine here. And when you would get to a city, I would just say to the concierge one 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 meeting, two questions. Where do I get a good beer close by? Mm-hmm. And uh, that. that's the first question. I forgot the second one. <laughs> and where's a good steak? Or something? No. No. Call, call me cab. With the local beer and food. Yeah. I my only. And, well, I know this is what I was going to say. Two things: beer and blues club. Because mm. where I would get the beer, I would eat. So in every in Houston, it was Blues Brothers Bar down there, over that, there. That that dovetails nicely with my really only pre-mobile phone business, solo business trip, where in the, I guess maybe it was, it must have been the year 2000, my employer sent me to Chicago to attend a course to get a certification in some bullshit technology that no one remembers now. And they bought me the ticket and they put me up at this hotel in downtown Chicago. And it was winter. In fact, what hotel? I no, no chance idea. of remembering that. And it, it will shortly become clear what exact time of winter because I wandered around the neighborhood and found a bar and at a bar with a bunch of other dudes at the bar, I watched the Super Bowl oh. in the year 2000 at some bar in Chicago, some sports bar. And cool. later, That's I... That's a good time. Right. And later, maybe probably not that same night, but another night, I stumbled into the House of Blues in Chicago. Oh. And ordered myself a gin and tonic or whatever and sat there and just yeah. had a jolly good hour yeah. just uh, jamming. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And I've been to my youth. three of them. Myrtle Beach, Houston, that I mentioned, uh-huh. New Orleans, which is a blast. So the New Orleans thing was Tab Benoit, and we got, I, I, got tickets. On the podcast. I got tickets for his live concert, and he was traveling with this young guitarist. We'll put the show notes. The one that looks to, like me? Just say to you. Just a wild guitar player he opened up. And Nikki, my, she had not been feeling well. Uh-huh. And so when we got there, I stood in the line. I needed to stay in line. And she went to the ticket office, and she got a old-timers uh, pass to go to the area where people who need a little more tender care can go, older, special needs, whatever. And so they escort us up. They escort us up to this balcony 
that overlooks the band on the second story. Mm. Not like a not like a seat, the, the balcony edge, a row, a seat, a row, a seat. This was a entire open area with cushioned couches everywhere. <laughs> like only ten or twelve people and everybody else. Not only were they were they like sardines everywhere in the club, but except for one area, nobody got to sit down. So you the entire the downstairs, there's no seats. There's some stools at the bar. Otherwise, it's a wide open area. So Nikki, she cops this area, and we have our own waiter. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm down with this. And, and just we, just we for looking sit, right, the balcony seats to see it. And we got a couch. Just for looking old and decrepit. Well, they, no, for being. Right. Old, right. No, not to no. That's pretty cool. No, well, you know, being That's old and something to look forward to. Cool at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. You sent me this thing that shows in the new Borat movie that Giuliani, is... Rudolph. The red-nosed reindeer. Is not knowing he's being filmed as Borat's fake daughter. Who is claimed to be 15 years old. No, not at that point. Uh There's a journalist interviewing him in his room alone, and apparently he untucked his shirt, and then he reached down his pants, and this is in the movie that's being released on on Friday. Borat jumps into the room. Spoiler, it'll be too late. Jumps into the room and says... She's 15. She's too old for you. Which is the perfect. It's, it's coming out on Friday. Just what? What else can happen? What? No, but that doesn't. That doesn't. Okay, look. This means nothing. This is. But in entertainment value. This is entertaining. Entertainment value. This is entertaining the libs. Totally, because we're like, yes, look, these people are scum. These people are basically. The like everything that the GOP blames the Democrats of, it's that they're really guilty of. So all of this like QAnon, child trafficking stuff, pedophilia. It's like tr- Trump was walking into dressing rooms of Miss Teen USA 20 years ago, and looking at little teenage boobies, and just that's what that's what they are. So of course. That's what they project onto the onto the Democrats, and I don't know. It's no one's mind is going to be changed by this because the people that no, and in, and in fact, here's the here's here's the naked truth. So There's speak. been uh, 26 million people who have already voted during the time that the polls are saying he's up nine, he's up six, seven, five. And you know what's interesting? There's you hear this all the time, and this is a this is a couple different news shows this to say here's what the polls say but the election's still two weeks away four weeks away six it's what the polls say and so things can change all right so that's one thing that they say while they say that historically right mm-hmm. they say that every year every year while they're saying that historically four million people are already voting and so whatever those polls say for four million votes is likely and you can see the data that connects those two things so this year, there's three times, almost four times as many people doing the pre-voting. Right. And that is happening when Biden is nine points up nationally and neck and neck in some states, which is certainly the fact. But here's the thing. The people who are voting are Democrats. 
twice as much, three times as much. And so that early voting is a Biden push that is digging Trump into a hole day after day. And no matter what he does to suppress the vote, these people say, the more you want me to vote, the more we're going to stand in line. We are going to go through storms. We will stand in the rain. We will be here all night. You trying to suppress us? Fuck you. We will not be suppressed. Fuck you. Good plan, Donald. Stupid fuck. So you've decided who you're voting for then? <laughs> I'm undecided. Hey, did you see the town hall meeting where the Savannah was uh, interviewing Trump? And there's this woman, this maddening woman who's in a blur when Trump is in focus. And you can just see that there's a woman dressed attractively, dark skinned, obviously African-American or a, a, a black or brown uh, woman. Right. And dressed nicely. And no matter what Trump says, she's nodding yes. She's nodding yes. <laughs> and when Trump says something doesn't make sense, she's nodding no. And so... <laughs> The audience is supposed to be undecided voters. And the woman come to find out, I Googled her while it was happening, and I Googled and wrote, who the fuck is that woman nodding her head? But it wasn't until the next day that it, somebody had caught up with it. Right. And it's a woman in, from another nation, an immigrant, in fact, who is a big Trump supporter in the Miami area. And so much for undecided. But tell me this. Do you think in any way, shape, or form that it was somehow just happenstance that this woman was in focus? Who do you think did that trick? Who pulled that off? Have you seen anything about that? No, we'll be the first. Not We had an analysis about who she is and blah, 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 but the analysis didn't include. That leads to this question. So who fucking put her there? Who worked that out with fucking NBC? Who paid who? Follow the fucking money. How'd that woman get in the fucking screenshot for the entire fucking hour? How did that happen? Oh, it just happened? No way, Jose. No pun intended. Hey, you know who would be really good at orchestrating such a thing is if there was someone that was like really good at, I don't know, reality TV that could make it I know, look it like it was just chance that, that this particular thing happened, but really it was all orchestrated the whole time. I know Somebody like that might be culpable or capable or both. So this reminds me of a Seinfeld plot line. What is it, Jerry? So here's the clue. Who planted the seed? Someone who made their money with Jerry. Steve Bannon. That's how he made all his fucking money. He what? was a fucking cold. You don't know this? Steve Bannon is related to Jerry Steve Seinfeld? Steve Bannon made his millions off the television show. That's what made him rich. He got a piece of that. Surprised you don't know that. How Steve Bannon made a fortune off Seinfeld. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. Let's see. Tonight. I've graduated from wine to Walker. Johnny. Black or red? It's racist, but uh, red. I can afford black. Uh, it's not racist. It's colorful. Yes. Interesting. I will put this Rainbow link in the show notes and maybe even read it at some point. The show notes at happyhour.fm slash 0818181. Imagine that. It's how, old I, it's how old I feel. Hey, it's, it's a perfect square. Ain't it?
Oh, so. Nine's word. Episode 32 on The Shed. So not only does The Shed finish, which the show notes reflect, but... Oh, oh thank God. We got to follow up on The Shed. Awning. I added an awning 10 foot out, except this. Damn. Instead of a 12 foot long awning wide open, I made it 8 foot long and I cut off four foot of that awning. So on the other side of a wall, there's a storage area. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said I made a 10 foot awning and rather than make it 12 foot, I made it 8 foot. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not an accountant, but... That that shit don't add up. I might have been a bit a tad. I, I might have been a tad confused. I'm, I'm, Let me start over. Let's audit this awning. Myself, which I do all day long. I'm for an awning audit. All, all day long, I talk to myself. I, out loud, I say, "That's not the way. This is a. This will be. You need two of these. Whatever." And a couple of times, I say, "Fucking get us." Yes. What the fuck. The, the spray the, gun kept unplugging. That's why you're a podcast. While I'm spraying the paint, it unplugs and it stops. Fuck. You, Annoying. You were spraying paint and something unplugged? Spray painted the, sh- the uh, wall and the awning. Let me get started. All right. Hold Let on. me start over. Let's start. The shed. In, in, everyone ignore call. everything up until this point. The shed is 12 foot long, as everyone recalls. Yes. And the shed is 10 knowledge. feet deep. It attaches to my garage. I added an awning the same size. Just three poles and galvanized metal roofing. Big frame. Three poles. Well, wait. You say awning. When I think awning, I think the European awning that is a cloth thing that extends out. Oh, You're talking okay. about. So this is a metal, a metal awning. A metal what awning. I mean by awning is it's it could also be called a porch, but it's actually not a porch because it's not. It could be the porch of the shed, but it's covered, but it's thick. Okay, so we put in a, a lawn couch and two lawn chairs and plants and uh, end tables. It's big enough to hold all that. But eight feet in, I built a wall. So that on the other side of the wall, there is a four-foot section that's under the galvanized metal roof. Yep. And that is the storage area. And you might recall. But, hold on, hold on. That I was so, talking. Wait. What was my favorite tool last week? Do you remember? What was my favorite tool? You have so many favorite tools. Uh, the granite thing that the four by four, the post slips into. And I said, it already moved it three times. That's what I said yeah. last episode. Yeah, you said, what is it? And I told you again, and you said, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Well, anyway, I mean, that's generally. Everybody was listening. How this goes. It's simple. Here's wait, the wait, deal, wait, man. Wait, 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 wait. So, I had to move that post again yeah. on the storage side because my shelf that was pre-built wouldn't fit six inches short. I moved the post over, shoved it in, and there it sits. You will get a video of now the area I I took some other shelves, took a three-quarter inch, four by eight hunk of three-quarter inch treated plywood, put it up on a railroad tie, put it on the back of the shelves and attached to that lattice and spray painted it all gray, same color as the shed. And now I have an area which, except for one thing, is great area, but there's one thing. The winter is coming? It's a little flooded back there because the people who laid the concrete back in the day didn't prep the area well enough. So there's a, a what's the opposite of a swale? A low spot, a, dip, a, a U, indentation, a puddle. Low spot, a, a low spot. Work. Yeah. And so the water so, collects in a place that you don't want it to collect. So sledgehammer, when it's dry, sledgehammer, if that doesn't work, 
fucking uh, concrete saw or jackhammer. I'm leaning toward a jackhammer because might as well just rip the shit out of there and put in fresh. dig a hole and put fucking gravel in it rather than fuck with cutting the concrete and inserting a drain. You insert a drain, where's it going to drain? Into a gully? Is it going to drain in a rain-soaked? It's, you know, you got to, for that kind of water, you got to dig a hole. I got a guy who digs holes for me. Yeah, His name is you. Matt. In my phone, he's Matt the Grunt. Yes, we've, he's a returning character. Visitor, right. <laughs> he's a frequent visitor. Oh, Dexter's coming back, by the way, talking about uh, frequent visitors. That's I saw a exactly thing that's like a strange. brief... It's not a. It's not all the way coming back. It's just like a brief little couple episodes or something. It's a season. Oh really? Okay, yeah, it's cool. a series. Yeah, well, but good. Deb died. Deb died in the last episode and in, in, in the finale. Right. And he got on his boat and he went into the into the hurricane. Right. And they found the fucking remnants of his boat, presumed right. dead. Deb died, and then they show him being a fucking lumberjack. Right. Of all fucking things, and, and, and it was pan. Widely panned. It was worse than the fucking end of fucking Game of Thrones. And in the subsequent years, his career hasn't gone anywhere. We're going to reboot it. That makes sense. Although uh, he's pretty successful, I think, in like stage. Michael, whatever his name is. Dexter. Oh, oh, oh. Michael C. Hall. Yeah. He hasn't been. Oh, God. He hasn't. I haven't seen him since he went off on that boat. But Oh, oh interesting. But I haven't either. Right. So, exactly. So it's, yeah, let's end the season. Let's end this series. And then 10 years go by and you're like, you know, I could do some more money. Why don't we reboot this thing? Because we didn't yeah, really kill well, off my character right, or whatever. Right, but right. anyway, okay. So back to your drain brain, you've got this problem where you just can't get the water away, but it's, it's the concrete is formed a perfect little pool. It's a concrete pool and it's deep enough that it goes over the top of your shoe. Can you, like, dive into it? You could, because your your fucking pathetic, pathetic fucking ankle and foot would catch yourself. Yeah, man. The the audience got angry at your derogatory remarks there. Yeah, so the... I'm glad that you're shed... So how close are you to, like, saying, okay, I'm done done with this? Oh, okay. So, good question. So that's what I posed yesterday, because I'm not behind schedule in as much. You never know how long stuff takes, but... One of the final things if I have If you don't have do a destination, before, you're never behind schedule, right? Well, 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 I've got a destination, but winter is coming. This That's what I said. Winter is coming, yes. all right? And when it's winter here, I can't do anything out there. You don't want to puddle because a puddle is going to be gotta like do it a now. slip and break it's your, like break your hip coming. or whatever. Yeah. And winter is coming. In order to take down the tent that was my gardening tent and move all the shit into what I built, which is a gardening shed, uh, right? Right? In order to yeah. do that, I've got to finish one more thing, I thought to myself, and it was building shelves. So this is what I did. In my tent, there were two identical shelves with shelves 12 inches apart, four foot high, five foot high, actually. One was three foot long. One was two foot long. And they were just pine, built well, in my shed, carrying stuff. I put them in my new shed. I took the eight-foot board that I received free from Lowe's. And on a 10-foot wall, I put the board between those two, not identical shelves, but they were the same height. One is longer, wider than the other, but they're both the same height shelves. There are two-unit set of shelves that you can put in a room. And the lumber worked perfectly. All I had to do was clean the wood. But no, I wasn't satisfied with that. 
And then I decided I needed four foot of that wall to hang my tools that have cords, my uh, power cutter, my weed whacker, my this and that and the other, my all the shit you do, you got to have if you're going to keep up this, yeah. this property. And so I took the lumber and cut it and built myself a shelf. When I finished those shelves today, which took three screws, no, a unit, a stand-up, listen to me, a stand-up vertical, built off shelf, five shelves. Five shelves with three screws. All of the shelves are held in with three screws. Five shelves. Here's a riddle for you. Bullshit. Where did I put the screws? Three screws. If you can figure this out, I will give you, next time I see you, I will give you a $100 bill. Okay. So you hung five, five shelves with three screws. Yes. Off of an existing shelf on one end. They were on top of an existing shelf that had six shelves before you got to the top. And that's where the end of one of the shelves were. And then I used the board to hold it upright. Where did I put the three screws to attach all of those shelves, five shelves, to that upright? Three screws. How did I do it? Wow. Okay. And remember this. If you use one screw in a board and you put it in the middle, it'll twist. Or if you put it on the left end, the right end will dip when you put anything heavy on it. Remember that. Okay. I, now, I never forget that. I want to ask you this. Yes. What would be a reasonable amount of time that we should give you to figure this out for this $100? No. And I you'll be you're... on the honor system. We won't I, do it tonight because it's too much. I think you're wrong about this. But what... I, I, I think that this is the exercise for the listeners where they can write to, to get us. get the $100? Yes. They can write to us at happyhourdotfm at gmail.com with the answer. And we will award you by saying your name and whatever message you would like to give to Dennis. But I just personally, I'm just impressed that Dennis has managed to screw his shelf. So let me tell you this. Here's Go screw yourself, Dennis. I want you to see. When I was out today, this morning, running my errands and picking up the paint I needed to Look spray paint the, the, uh, the wall of the shed gray and the lattice uh, gray, I failed to pick up nails because I really didn't have, or screws, big uh, big star-headed screws they're called. And the drill bit is shaped like a, like the head of the screws uh, is, is a, a hexagon. It's got mm. six. Uh, know what a hexagon is, yes. Uh, instead of a Phillips head which is a, 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 a cross it's or like a, a straight line. It's like a Star this David. A, it's a juice screw. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah, back in the day. Here's the thing. This is part of the riddle. This is the way the riddle should go. Okay. When I found myself building the shelf today and had failed to get the screws, which are one-and-a-half-inch screws that were needed to be able to use to make sure that these five shelves were uh, tight and they would hold the weight. I only had three screws left. In fact, I had two screws. And I already salvaged screws yesterday in wood that I had thrown into the wood pile that had a screw in it that wouldn't easily come out. Who and so I pile? had scabbings. 
I needed one more screw. I knew I needed at least three. I went back to the scavenge pile, I mean, dug around, dug around, dug around, found a little length of two by four with a fucking screw in it, took the screw out. I had three. That's what I needed to build the shelf. That is the question. Why did I only need three screws and how did I do it? Same question. Yeah. The answer is. I think it's related to the fact that three points are needed to make a plane in geometry, but that's as far as I can go. Good luck to our listeners. We will be receiving. I have a time frame. This is an unending. They got to do it in the next. By the end of the year, I think we'll give them. <laughs> the, anyway, the end of the year, twenty twenty. It's not hundred dollars. End of the year. What hundred dollars worth listen, is going to be worth in twenty twenty one? Shit. Whenever you post this, whenever you've edited this and you post this, you put in the show notes when the offer ends, uh-huh. and the offer ends within hours after you post it. Yeah. That's the deal. That's not the way that's the way podcasts work. Yeah. If what you post you, a winning answer. What do you mean? I will not the way a podcast works. Yeah. You don't Why not? Yeah. Okay. Whoever posts the winning we answer. To, we, we want to reward our, our listeners who look forward to our episodes and as soon as it's posted, they're eager to see it. That's who right. I want to win this underdog. That would be totally true if I were a proper podcast host an editor and delivered our episodes on a regular schedule, but who knows what the fuck day this is coming out. And it's, well, why can't you do the last show note as a predictive date? Okay. Cause you're edited. How long after you edit, do you make it available? As quickly as possible, basically. Immediately. But, yeah. But sometimes I edit like two in a row on a day and then I spread them out a little bit just so that they don't come out back to back. But so the, anyway, this $100 is going to go into my pocket to fund the podcast editing software that I'm paying for to edit this. And you, the listener, are going to receive the accolades of Dennis praising you like, oh, my God, you're so clever. Whatever your name is, Maria, whatever. Great. I have a thing that I'd like to discuss with you, Dennis. It's a moral conundrum that has come into my life. Uh-huh. And... To be honest, I'm not how really. Can I be of, how, how can I be of service to you, my son? I'm honestly torn. So, in my apartment building, we have 25 apartments, and it's actually more than that, 30. And we have this sign in the lobby that says, "Prohibited." It's it is prohibited to park your bicycle in the lobby. And this is, it's like so many things in life. It's a rule, much like all of the COVID stuff. It's a rule that is better. It's better for everyone if everyone follows it. If one person doesn't follow it, it's not the end of the world. But if everyone, if but if no one follows it, then it's going to be a disaster, right? So many people in my building have bicycles that they are keeping in their apartments or somewhere. So that so so Which to follow so to follow this rule. Anywhere. They're so big. They so much room. So many people are respecting this sign and this rule for the benefit of the tribe of the local people. Twenty-five uh, apartment, hundred people, so eighty people. We recently had a new person move in and who is not respecting this rule, who is leaving his bicycle in the lobby, and this bicycle is not bothering anybody. It is totally in a corner where it's not bothering anyone and. Whatever, it happens to be right next to the sign that says prohibited to leave your bicycle uh, in the lobby. Uh, is it there because he is saying 
fuck you, or is it there because he can't actually carry his bicycle upstairs? Is it elevators? We have it. We have elevators, so it's not. Oh. Be- oh. So it's because he. I'm assuming it's he has decided Once. that well, this rule is great for everybody, but it doesn't apply to me. It like why? No, why I don't I? think that's it. I think it's. I think it's. I know it's a rule. Fuck it. What are they going to do? Tell me to stop. It's worth it. I don't care. I'll do this as long as I get away with it. It's so much easier. So what's Definitely. the moral conundrum? Okay, so I, I don't. It's a very. It's it's not that he's so arrogant that he doesn't think the rules apply. I don't necessarily go there. It's that he's like, you know what? Until somebody stops this, I'm going to do it because I don't want to get that fuck. I don't. I ain't even unpacked yet. I ain't even unpacked yet. I got no place to put this bike. Everybody else there, who's settled, I'm not settled. And so what's the moral dilemma? Okay, maybe. So to do something about it? Okay, but like the problem that is here is that what can you do about it? Because you can't fucking call the cops you? because the cops can't aren't, aren't going to care. And well, nor can you like say, oh, at the next biannual meeting of the people that live in this building, should we talk about it? Do you have a landlord? No. We all own our own apartments. We have a business administrator that pays all of the that manages all of the taxes and stuff for the building and then tells us how much we have to pay yeah we have some sort of a governing body that we are not only are they managing things but like we're paying them to manage our building but like if you tell them what are they going to do they're going to they're not going to investigate to figure out who it is what that will take a minute you can tell them who it is the new guy well, it's okay. a new guy. I don't know. I don't know so who what? it is. What's the dilemma? So I don't know. There's something about fucking Donald Trump that, like, like I, when I talk to my wife about this, she's yeah, I don't care. The bike's not bothering me. Whatever. But like something about it is really bothering my internal primate tribal sense of community. Of look, we have fucking rules. Why do we have the rules? If no one, if we're gonna let someone not follow the rules, not pay their taxes, not et cetera, et cetera, like it just annoys me. I got the solution. What's the solution? Buy buy a card. Buy a blank card that's got some odd picture on the front of it. Something that is quizzical. And when you open the card in the blank card, write this. I see you park your bike here. I want to park my bike here too. But it's not allowed for the good of the tribe. So I'm not going to do it. You don't, you think that this person is going to be like high-minded enough to be like, oh, yes, okay. Well, in that case, yes. I won't either. This will work. This will work. This will work. This will work. Because I'm so tempted to chain his bicycle you, to the stairwell. You don't have to be violent about like, it. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's the level of anger I have. I didn't know you were. What the fuck, man? Take it easy. It's just your wife is laid back. That pisses you off too, probably. It's like why how do we? You, how could you not be? I'm upset why, about this. Why do we have rules if we're going to allow oh, individuals okay, that see right. through them? It's not it's that is, big of a rule. This is it's what we discussed fun. last episode where it's like Donald has seen through the Matrix and has seen that you there actually are no consequences if you're clever enough. And you're, you, that pisses me off. You're aware that the Matrix 3 is coming. you aware what? of it? It's being shot. There were three Matrix movies. Oh, this is the fourth one. Must be the fourth. Also, Keanu is coming back for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I thought he already did. 
it's about Saturday. to be released. I don't know oh. if it's released yet or not, but it's coming out. Yeah, there's another example of, although oh. I think Keanu's career is doing pretty okay, but the the idea of what if we could just print more money using an existing character that I've already done before, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I got a funny story. Do <laughs> you know who Jeffrey Tubin is? He's a he's an he's an analyst. He's a legal analyst. He's CNN. been in the news this week. Yes, he's been in the news this week. So imagine this scene. I've here tried not to so far, but go ahead. Here, here he is on a Zoom call with business leaders, women and men, all over the world, and he's having a business meeting. Hold on, they were recreating election night. And like certain people were playing different roles. They were like, they were like role playing Biden and Trump and stuff is what I oh, read. Really? Yeah. But anyway, continue. So he, the he's sitting there and he says to himself, he says, "Oh man, I'm glad that's over." And people are still on the screen. He's still got it open, but it's he thought he had pressed the meeting, and he reaches down. And Wait, hold on. Camera, this was after the meeting was over. Camera, it wasn't during the meeting. It, it wasn't actually over. He actually hadn't left the meeting, and it zoomed on him reaching into his pants uh-huh. and pulling out his penis, which was the first story. The second story was, if you watch just another minute, <laughs> he didn't just show his junk. He was taking it to see the fucking bishop. <laughs> he was pounding the pork. I, he was eating the horse. If we need a verb for this, I think tubing is a pretty good one. mushroom cap. He was tubing the tube, yeah. And so... He's, this is what he says in his statement. He says, I thought the meeting had ended. And I apologize. It's number one, we know that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is, what the fuck were you doing? What was it about this meeting that got you so fucking aroused that you decided what who was in this meeting? Again, second time tonight. Again, where's the follow-up question? It's not this or that. That's fine. That's obvious. The question is, what caused it? What, that's the next question. What caused it? What went on in the meeting? What, huh? What, particularly, how did the, who, what went on at the end of the meeting? Or during the meeting, was somebody, maybe some woman, telling him again and again, how bright he was. Oh, he's so smart. And maybe, who knows? Who knows? And somehow that makes him, you know, fucking pulsate. What the fuck? Politics is pretty sexy. To, I guess. It's just. I guess. So did you see the, you saw the Trump thing you sent me where I haven't seen yet what I imagine we will see, which is a video, if there is one, I don't know there is, of Trump leaving Leslie Stahl's interview on 60 Minutes. I don't believe he stormed off on camera. I believe that there was, he stopped it, or there was a break, and he said, we're done. So it might not have been filmed. But then he released, as you showed me, a video showing her with this notebook of all the stuff they had done to improve health care. Right. And there, and when you went... (laughs) And so I didn't know that had happened, and it was this little footage that they if showed. If he hadn't it tweeted it, he tweeted it. Like, Just no one would have noticed. No one would have noticed. But he tweeted that, oh, I showed her all the stuff that we've done in healthcare. And the photo that he tweeted is of 
her looking into this book that is clearly bound. It's bound with leather of totally empty pages. It's it's a prop from a movie. It would be, and it's that metaphor is just so fucking perfect. It's look at this thing that looks like it's something, but is really nothing. So the video that I saw on the website you sent me of somebody leafing through clear. That was a follow-up tweet to the original. That was like so you're telling lie. me it ended up being true. It, that the photo that, that he tweeted was in, was of a book that was that was, that looked empty is true. Whether or not whoever responded to that included a thing that the, made it look more didn't funny. Didn't actually have it in their possession. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was full of stuff or whatever. Mm. Who knows? It could be the and minute again, from every every fucking uh, Photoshop uh, can do. It could be whatever. Every press conference he had, all yeah. the words that would fill a notebook. Even though it was the same, so many times it was the same thing. Did you see what he said in Erie, Pennsylvania? Did you see what he said? He went to Erie. He said, you know what? I don't want to come to Erie. If we were doing better, I wouldn't be here. I'd call you. I'd say, hey, get out the vote. Whatever. Nice. But here we are in Erie. Whatever. Oh, nice. And people clap. That's the most, but that's super honest of him. It is. That, you like, know what he said? And when have I ever said, wow, that was a super honest thing that Trump right. said? You know Never. what he said in Erie? He said in Erie, he said, listen, there's a couple of things that you got to think about. This is going to be, I ended up to be a short rally, a little chilly in Erie, PA. And he said, what all you need to do is think about the economy because of what the, this and this and that and the other. And number two, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the second one even was. But here's the thing. Those two things that he said in Erie, PA are actually thing. Number one with the economy, there's more people polled who believe that he will do a better job on the economy than Biden. It's the only area where he polls better. And his campaign yep. strategists have been saying to him forever, just talk about that, you fucking bonehead. It's Don't, the economy, stupid. It's the economy, stupid. It's Bill Clinton and James Carville all over again. It's yep. real fucking simple. But, but except like that. Because right, because if you're, if you're the incumbent and the economy is doing well, you're almost unassailable. Here's the but truism. The fact that, but the fact that he's the incumbent and the economy is shit, but if, he can say, he, but if, he can lie, but whatever. Yes. If the incumbent is the issue, they lose the election 100% right. of the time. Yeah. There's to you. Makes me want to fucking drink. <laughs> Dennis. What? Have you seen the rest of the third day? Oh. Have you seen the, the, have you seen all six? Yes. Saw it last night. Amen. Wow. Oh. What a miniseries. It's there's so much left unknown, but I like I I love media and books and movies and things that leave things unsaid or unknown and to be determined by the viewer i love like inception comes to mind as a uh-huh. as an ending that half the people are going to leave the cinema being like what the fuck was it a dream or was it not and the other half are going to leave the are going to leave like yeah man it's like how could we ever even yeah. know man and so there were so many unanswered questions but what's give me one unanswered question that you have a mate uh, primary or whatever. Yeah. Where did the boy come from? 
Huh. So. And and what happened to the original boy? And what? Huh. Did I dream this? But I'm pretty sure I can. I could go back and look, but I don't have time. I'm pretty sure that one of the sort of gory drawings that the little boy had drawn was of a man with an axe through his chest. Yes. So the Which, other thing is, of course, the boy said to Sam, Nathan, yes, said to Sam, and in front, no, in front of Sam, but said to his mother, well, that he was sorry, and that he knew that what she said to him, yes, that she didn't mean it. Now, that that put a face because only he would know that. Except, however, she did tell. Yes. More than one person on the island. That she told the... She told a few people about it. Yeah. Which is... But, so the question about who Nathan is answered uh, quite well by Emily Watson's uh, character, who was astounding. Yes, she was um, fantastic. And she had to explain, she had to explain it, and she did. And this is what she said. She said, we th- there was this boy, it's not our fault that he mistook him for his son, but... We let him believe. That only helped us anyway and whatever. And she explained what happened to the boy, to Nathan. She told his mother. They had a guy abduct him. He died. Right. And they he found the guy with the body. Right. That was a resolved issue. And True. they set him afloat, which then shows itself later as she is miraculously, as only a mother could with her strength and courage, walking the boat against the outgoing tide. She looks in the boat and there is yes. Nathan, and yeah. we see for the first time the real in the Nathan. entire series, Nathan, in right. the shirt that he let down the stream the on shirt. the front episode, yes. matching the bag full of money, the exact same pattern shirt as she clutched bag. it, as she might have been dying as she moved into wow. what is an unknown. Did she live? Did she die? Wow, yes. Clutching the bag powerfully in a clutching moment and a, a death moment and that bag taking the shape as a shapeshifter as a shirt before it's tucked underneath and held in her shivering hands. Whoa. So the question arises, could one conceive of a second season? Probably because there's so much like, crazy voodoo stuff that's unknown and the whole heir to the island throne etc and I don't know there was a bit there in the middle where I felt like the the producers couldn't quite afford Jude for all six episodes so he was absent for a couple but yeah no it was that's I can't go with that it it was uh, the script was a dual a plot yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand, but but general description part of my of different people traveling to the island at different times: the autumn, the summer. He went in the summer. Remember the the acid-like uh, camera? It was of the summer, and then yes. she was the winter, the grays and the blues. And so I thought because the end of the episode uh, number three, where you see her story without any real true understanding of the connections, only right. knowing there was that on the iPad. Right. Is the it's him. It's right. him. I did not have a fucking clue. 
that was the case. Did you? No. And the the mixing of races was clever to throw that scent off. I think if she had been a blonde lady, I think people, I think it might have been like, oh, I wonder if. Right. But how did learning that and seeing that make you feel? It was exciting, exhilarating. Did your did your heartbeat increase? Was there adrenaline pumping from your uh, system into your fucking pea brain? My heart beat twice that minute. Yes. <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but it was it, it was a well constructed series. The I especially liked how the American woman turned. And oh, I learned this last night while I was watching this. What? Yeah, do you know who her father is? I might have known. Who is it? Her father is Sam Waterston. Sam Waterston. Yeah, Sam Waterston from, from among Law and Order things, Network News. And right, what? Not Law and Order. No. No, the news. Yes, room. yes. And it's now, and now Probably that I know that he died a tragic death in that series. Yes, but he's still alive today. I thought I thought, they, I thought that they just happened to capture his death on film. Wouldn't that be something? Well, the, it's happened. But the yeah, she was pretty fantastic, and her uh, turn yeah. to the dark side, like where you kind of like her at the beginning, and then you discover oh, very that much so. very much so. Uh, but you know when you knew, you remember the moment you knew that she had that side of her. You meant you remember. The moment you knew is this. When she was telling Ellie's youngest daughter, sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lou. Lou. To come in and sit down. Oh, no. Yeah, the, that was the moment was for sure. was a close-up yes. of her face. Yeah. And her entire fucking face demeanor. Yeah. Starting with her eyes, moving down her nose into her mouth until she was fucking frightening. And yes. you knew then. Of course, she had already taken a knife and hid it behind her uh, skirt, which, to make sure that I understood this, I repeated that in slow-mo twice to make sure <laughs> that it was what I thought it was. Okay, I have, I have several things to hear. First is... Okay, number one. You have a list? Well, those... The daughters did some amazing acting. Uh, well, well fucking done to them. and Amazing. Perfection. And I love the cleverness of I'm lost here, but I'm going to curl up and go to sleep under the bed. Yeah. Because that way, if anyone comes in, they might not notice me. That was super clever of that particular character of Louie. The knife. And she had the knife too. I have a concern. It felt very obvious to me, and this is a thing that they do all over cinema, that anytime someone is carrying a knife, anytime the knife moves, they put in this like sound effect where it's as if it's as, it's not as if the knife is moving fast but it's as if you're running some it's as if you're running something along the knife to it's like they, they want to convey sharpness with sound and this was super evident in the third day and really to, oh to me it was anytime sound, in fact of sam stabbing to death that was extra like they, they went extra on that yes which also bothered me, yes. And that but, and the look, that's a moment I want you to capture in the show notes. When he looked up and his daughter Lou looked at him and his hair was crazy, he had blood splattered on his face, 
That is the moment of Jude Law in the uh, in the the far reaches of this character. Yeah, that is him at the ultimate end of that character. Who? So the question I have: He's now there with who he right. thinks is Nathan, who we think does have some. As one writer wrote, maybe it's a stuck Nathan. Maybe he got stuck that. when he was 10 years old. And that's yeah. the Nathan. Because this island is, in fact, fucking magical. Supernatural, It's yeah. not just all bullshit. There's some shit that goes on here. Yeah. It's interesting that you know, OC Island is real. Um, yes, it is. Isn't that cool? Stunning. Stunning. I've, I've been to an island off of England that was where the path there is covered at high tide. But it wasn't that one. Well, hold on. Two questions. What the fuck does the title mean, the third day? In three days, God made uh, certain amounts of the universe, the first day, second day, third day. The names were Genesis? the Father, You're going the to Son. Genesis on this? Yes. It's biblical. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's I'm biblical. And they are Christian. What I said in my original response to your recommendation. They're, they're an aberration of the Christian religion or an offshoot, well, however you want to describe it. I mean, But a, a virgin, the blessed virgin mother, pregnant, nailed on a crucifix to the cross with real blood. Holy fuck. What? Who thought of this? Who put that on the screen? And then think about Ellie and how she was like weirded out. Not nearly enough. Right. Not nearly enough weirded out. That's kind of shit that you fucking, it's repulsive. You scream. I'm, I found that a little now in, in, in talking about it. That's, that was a little bit of a, that's not how she'd react. It wouldn't be a, no, there's blood. It wouldn't be, it would be either, fuck, what the fuck is this? Or at least, how, who did this? Right. How is this possible? Where, what is this really blood? Well, let's look at the ceiling and where yeah. it comes from. Let's, Let's see do some about this science on this. It's right, either one or the other. But no, it's not this though. Dun, 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 dun. And then the moves on to the next scene. Yeah, as you may recall, in my original response to your suggestion of watching this, one of my guesses was that sounds like Easter, saying the third day. However, despite all the Christian imagery, there was no real mention of Jesus at all in this series. So, I don't think it's that. I differ, I mean, and, and, and I won't necessarily say that, let me tell you what, there was a repeated scene in the hotel where Sam and, what's the character's name, the woman, Anna, stayed, etc. What's her name? Jess. Yeah. And in that was a picture of the bleeding heart of Jesus. Oh, yes, it was. This is like open up. Yeah. And, but here's the thing about that, and you'll, you can, if you care, give a shit, you can figure this out. In the beginning... That was a prototypical, that was an illustration of a very well-known depiction of Christ. Right. As the movie, as the series progressed, they made it more gruesome. And at the end, they showed the ribs inside of Jesus Christ. He was increasingly eviscerated. I thought it was always that gruesome, but you're saying that— I don't think so. I don't think so. Interesting. I would have noticed. Yes, so like, I, I just did an image— to, You'd have to see it again. I just did an image of Jesus' heart and, obviously— But then his ribs— his ribs and not the dripping guts. The other thing was, is when they showed the sheep 
And what's the elder girl's name in the movie? Lou is the little one, and yeah, her. Her. She spies the sheep. It's not only been eviscerated, but it has a baby doll inside of it. Oh, once, yeah. Once again, this is what it's like. Da, 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 da. Yeah, all of those like instead shock of, scares. It was of, just like wait boring. Yeah. You run screaming the fuck out of there like your hair is on fire, and you can't believe what you, and you're scraping at your eyes and hoping to God that the image leaves you before you fucking die. You're fucking screaming crazy. If you find that shit where you well, are, you don't walk. You don't know, walk around it, sure, but at the end of it, it's two things. It's either that or it's, wait a minute, is this real? Let's look closer. Is this a real sheep? Is this real guts? Whatever. Like we said about science or emotion. Not, da 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 that's two things. Although it led to our building a crescendo of, what the fuck is this? We were the ones, rather than the characters, saying, what the fuck? Maybe yeah. that's the plan of the director. Maybe it's, no, our characters aren't going to do that. You do that. Yeah, the character's name know. is Ellie, by the way. Oh, and the mom's name is what then? Helen. Helen, of course. Yeah, like, the thing that detracted from this for a little bit from for me was all of these, like, sort of obvious creep scares, like the sheep in the, like, in the, in the baby doll. It's just, okay. Well, what? I didn't mind that. I thought but, it was integral to the understanding of what end up what ends up to be a cult which has at least the pain sacrifice of children embedded in it and murderous and death and violence is as, as as a built-in deal the evisceration of all of the animals throughout the series and then this jarring graffiti that was being scrubbed out as helen arrived right. in the winter and they were scrubbing out what looked like a african or an ancient almost a stone drawing which looked like a, a human reaching underneath its legs and spreading what obviously was yes. either a vagina or an eviscerated gut in it was was red. It was just red. But it was, this, it was that recurring, unsettling, what the fuck is this, that kept us like, wow, this is weird. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, on the one hand, I dislike those, this makes no sense, turns but i have to admit that on the other hand those what the fuck is this turns make me keep wanting to watch so that it's a balance there that is very tenuous like it's pretty so what do you easy think about that? what do you think about that idea that the director or the screenwriter and the director between them and the actors between them intentionally downplayed those things so they knew that our role was to be totally fucking what the fuck rather than them, that we fulfilled that emotion. And what helped evoke it was the fact that wasn't happening on the screen. What was happening on the screen was very low-key and gave us the moment we needed to say, what the fuck is that? A sheep opened up and a baby inside the sheep. Who the fuck thinks about these things? I like that. I like that. Um, that downplaying of the character in the scene to extra bother the viewer. I like that analysis. That's basically what we're going for on Happy Hour: is 
we're just all cool and collected, but we say things that make the listener go, what the fuck are they talking about? And Let me hear your heartbeat, darling. What? Boom, 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 boom. I can't wait to hear it clear. Oh, your heart beats what I cherish. If I don't hear it, I'll just die. Your heartbeat means more to me, darling, than I can ever express. And if it's the last thing that I hear, girl, well, you know that I can rest. That was dark. It's the end of our natural broadcast hour. Please tune back in at 5 o'clock a.m. when we will be back on the air again. Thank you for joining our programming. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Enjoy this color scan screen. All right, that'll do it for episode number 81. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 081. You can send us your answers to the three screws riddle to happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help us make the show, you can go to patreon.com slash happyhour. And for the love of God, go vote if you can. For Biden. See you next week.